Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. Hello and welcome to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. I'm Ingrid Potter, Key Account Manager for Pigs at MSD Animal Health UK. This is the podcast that talks about key industry news and updates within the pig sector. In this episode, we continue to explore technology and innovation in the pig sector by discussing freedom farrowing systems. With pressure coming from the consumer to purchase high welfare, sustainably sourced pork, we have seen an increasing demand for the indoor producer for freedom farrowing pens. In this system, we generally see the sow confined for the first three to four days post farrowing in order to protect the piglets from overlay in the most vulnerable period. Following this, producers can then open up the pen to allow the sow to move around more freely. This concept is sold as a higher welfare option for both sow and their progeny. Retailers of this product state that by allowing freedom of movement for the sows, she is able to keep more active and demonstrates fewer stress behaviours, making her calmer with both piglets and stock people. But what do producers really think? As I've been out and about, I have been discussing the pros and cons of freedom farrowing. While the consensus is generally very positive, I do get the feeling that it's very dependent on getting the right system for your unit. Today we are joined by Adam Marshall to share his views on the Freedom Farrow system and share his experience on farm. So if you're listening to us in the shed, tractor or in your kitchen while you rustle up some dinner, get comfy and stay tuned. For our regular listeners, you might remember Adam from our Antibiotic Reduction podcast. But for those of you new to the show, I'll hand over to Adam for a quick introduction. Hi there, my name's Adam Marshall. I'm a pig and animal farmer in the Scottish Borders, just near Duns, just across the Scottish border from Perry-upon-Tweed in England. I farm alongside my brother Charlie and my father Adam. We've got 300 sows, farrow to finish. And last winter we started building an extension into our dry sow shed to have more sow space and also the next investment after that was more farrowing crates because we were always quite tight in farrowing crates. So we invested in a 32 place of a uh, freedom farrowing crates which we went across to see in france in uh, 2020 which we were sold on so that that was our big investment last year a big change for us so it's been quite a big talking point in the pig industry for us we needed more farrowing crates and they didn't sit right with us to go and fit conventional farrowing crates that's what led us to looking at the freedom farrowing crates whether we liked the extra cost of it or not it's where we're having the base of doing so yeah Absolutely. Thanks for that insight, Adam. I think most of our listeners will be familiar with the Freedom Farrow concept, but you know, you said you went over to France to look at them. Can you tell us a little bit about the system that you've decided to go with? Yeah, so we had uh, been just Googling one. It was quite random. It was in June uh, 2020. I'd been Googling Freedom Farrow crates because that's when we started talking about looking at borrowing more money. And then I came across this company in France. And from minute one, the first phone call were really good to deal with. And they, they said in the phone, when would you like to come and see? I said, well, we could jump in the car and come tomorrow because the combine won't be going for another week. So we literally drove all the way from Scotland and I won our, drove all the way back and I won our, so oh, we were wow. sold from the first farm. We walked into the, the atmosphere of the farmer before we even went into the piggery and entering the piggery. It was just totally different. The, the sows were so placid. There was no noise. They were lying whatever direction they wanted. The piglets were just robust piglets at any age. You know, and it's your choice if you have them open fire on or, or shut fire on. But for us, it works phenomenally well. Open them up at five days old. Once you've done your first whatever vaccines you need to do after birth, 
get them opened up. The quicker they're open, the better. And the key point is for us, get them in the firing crate at like 114 days and have them open for two or three days before the farrow. Yeah. They get used to turning around and they get used to finding which way is comfy lie. Fantastic. And so what, I mean, you alluded to it before, but what's really driven your decision to try these Freedom Farrow crates? To be fair, it was my age and my brother's age. And even if it came in 10 years time, they said, you know, we're going to put a ban on firing crates. I would still feel pretty miserable that I'd spent £4,000 a crate, never mind £6,000 a crate. It's and even if we didn't do the freedom firing crates, well, we're going to be making the, the pens big enough to put a freedom crate in. So what was the point giving them the extra space so you can convert? There's no point building a new firing shed because the heat mats have to be in the right place. Everything has to be. There's no point putting a standard crate in a big pen. You may as well just, it is technically just a crate that opens and pins to the wall. We went for, is it just under eight square metres, including the passageways for the, the out. So we went for like a giant V rather than a giant square, because there's some systems you need a bit of muscle to push and, and lift. This is just a pull a pin out the back, open the back, attach it to the wall. And when you want it closed, you just take the pin out and, and the crate's got feet where it sits when their sows fixed. So for us, it is the most practical crate we're working with. And along with that, the French have this fantastic sluice system with a perspex uh, creep that you can see the piglets without opening them. So if the piglets are lying sleeping on the heat mats, you can see through the perspex the piglets, which is pretty good. And there's a sluice that you can shut to lock the piglets in. You pick your right time of day, you go in there in the morning about half nine when the, once they've had their milk, but every piglet is sleeping on the heat mat and you just shut the sluice so you can, there's no locking the sow up, you know. If the sow's open, you can still catch the piglets if you pick the correct time to go in and capture piglets. Fantastic. So you, you found the management of the system. Would you say it's become an easier system to deal with than the conventional? Uh, I was quite worried when we put it in that this is going to be a nightmare. You know, we it was a bigger nightmare building it all because we took the decision to save money on build cost and install all the kit ourselves. And when you seen it turn up, it was like a man's worst nightmare by Ikea. You know, it was just glory <laughs> loads. And it was just like every regret going through your head, thinking I'm going to do this. But when they see from building it to appreciating it to working with it, it's it's not been that bad. You just... We want the biggest thing is you, we're pushing the size to the limit to stay open before farrowing. So get to Friday, Friday night before we finish, we lock the sows up. But there is always maybe one that farrows when they're open because you want them to have as long in the crate open to learn how to do it. And it's amazing how they actually milk compared to the standard crate because they just lie in the most bizarre ways where they're comfy to be fair it's so great to hear you speak so positively about the system because i know we've had some mixed reviews about them and you've already alluded to the cost but can you give our listeners a bit of an idea of the level of investment that's required if you want to go down this route and and do you feel it's been a worthwhile investment I feel it's been a worthwhile investment it has it's, it was quite daunting when, yeah, we're going to do it and we did all the handshakes. And then when it comes to the number crunch and having to pay for it all, you think there's not many sows in that room for the space they've got in your head because you're so used to a conventional crate. But when that goes out your mind, once you're used to working in there, you think, well, this should be the future. You know, that, but it all comes down to what the, the customer's going to pay in the supermarket. Everyone can do it, but we have to get a fair price for doing it. Absolutely. And what's your observations? You know, you've given them more space. You've already alluded to that they milk better. Is your feeling that the welfare is much higher as you've moved into this 
freedom pharaoh system are you getting what, more pigs per sow? we are weaning over 33 pigs per sow wow we've got some van bred f1 sows we've had them since december 2012 we that's when we restocked that's when they all came in we've had the uh, various uh, people where we're not a closed herd we bring in gilts and it's working really well we've got reasonably high health the growth rates are fantastic the biggest key thing for me in the freedom crates and the I say the sows milk more, but eat less. So right. I don't know how or why they're doing it, but I'm just putting it down to their comfort or they're wasting less. Put them in Adlib with loads of high pressure water and drinker bowls. The, the sow shares the same uh, water nipple as the piglets, which is quite popular in France, where we're told that's the way forward. I wasn't sure of that at the time because I've always been used to water in the trough for the sow. And uh, yeah, the sows are eating at least two kilos less to the sows that are on the same feed system in the conventional crates with water in the trough so i presume that's down to food waste she will waste uh, maybe more food if there's water in the trough they're knocking it out with their mouth and stuff so absolutely oh well that's that's really interesting that you say that i see we've, we've heard some different feedback from how how sows eat when they're in these systems and i see i know a lot of people have moved to the ad lib system so is there any other additional benefits that you've seen since introducing the system that we've not discussed that you'd like to share with the listeners? Overall, on my on, on our unit, you, you can generally tell in the wiener rooms, if you were there every week, which piglets came out of food and farm crates. There's a more level because every I almost feel every nipple on the sow is getting more utilised. You know, because she can lie in the most comfortable position, get the legs up. They're not fighting under bars. You know, they've got full access. If the sow's got 15 or 16 teats, she will feed that. You know, if you because she's she can lie in a position where she's comfy. So are you leaving up to 16 pigs on a sow then, Adam? There is some sows that have got fantastic teats. I'm leaving. If she's got 16 working teats, there'll be 16 piglets left on her. If there's one starts to fade away at week one, I'll take it off and she'll be left with 15 because of the numbers of pigs we're producing, for every uh, 10 slash 11 sows farrow, we need two and a half foster mums. So we, you know, my sows will, I'll come to weaning day with about 13 pigs sucking on them. The really good ones will be stuck with 14. If like any uh, 16 teeters, they'll have 15 or 14 pigs. Fantastic. It's just, it's just with the volume of pigs we have and the volume of foster, and it works best if you, you leave them full for the first week and do the minimum uh, foster mums in the first couple of days and if that's I will then go in and day three and four if it looks like some hungry pigs I'll do an, another foster mum to fill them to give everyone a little bit of space. Very low mortality in the farm before the freedom farm crates and it, that's never really changed and my total view on mortality on the run up to weaning in the farm is no different I have found but you know we did build a, a nice new shed we didn't just put freedom crates in an existing shed it's got the right ventilation and the mortality is no worse than a standard crate you know if a sow wants to be lazy and lying on a ready to wean pig that happens and that happens with normal crates and it also happens in freedom farm crates we haven't with the system we put we haven't found it any worse that was one of my biggest fears you know opening day just in there checking all the time you just have to shut the door and let them get on with it you know the, the piglets get quick enough to move out of the way absolutely and you talked already about um shutting being able to shut the piglets in if you're savvy and you get in there at the right time has that made it easier for you with regards interventions so vaccination yeah it's it's actually far easier than the freedom farming crates because we've got the sluice the, the mechanism for shutting them in and absolutely so with current changes and um, to the government policy do you feel that this investment is helping you to future proof your business 
Yeah, I do, and uh, I'm very pro for it, but I'm also aware of the consequences if it happened, especially of what we've all had to endure over this last year and a half, which has been the toughest that I have ever known, never mind my dad's ever known, and he's in his 60s. It's uh, it's scaremongering that, to the thought that I don't think it'll happen for any time soon, but you would never know because of the UK government could just do it. I mean, I feel we've been quite slow in it anyway. Europe's been far more proactive on the freedom firing crates than us. Although we've got a lot of outdoor sows in the UK anyway, so they have got a high welfare through that. But I feel for the indoor pigs, it's probably the way forward, you know, after being seen it in Denmark and France. And uh, it's just a level investment. And that level investment's only getting more. Because of the price of inflation and, and what's happened in Ukraine, it's so it's quite scary. The thought of uh, you know that what cost me six thousand, just over six thousand pound a crate in spring last year. I would hate to think what that was going to cost me per no. crate. Absolutely. And we're getting less for our pigs today than we were. You know, my dad said this morning we're getting the same price for pork today than we were. 30 years ago. It's crazy and it's crazy and when you think about things like that and you think about the return investment I think people will be thinking long and hard and and it's sad to think that welfare is being compromised because we're just not getting the price that you deserve for your pigs. Yeah. No, thanks for being open with us on that, Adam. I think that's a, a really important message to get across. You know, we've talked about the government now. How do you feel about the processors? Do you think this is something that the processors are actively looking for people to do? I'm very fortunate to be part of uh, Scotland Pigs, and uh, they have been fantastic for us. And, and most producers who are part of them have, have been very happy with how they have dealt with the scenario over the last year and a half. But I've asked numerous times since we did the investment in the food and balances, will there be any window of opportunity? And it's always no. I would like to think in 10 years' time, maybe less than that, they'll be very proactive and we'll be getting a fair price and they'll be encouraging it. And do you feel there is an appetite to pay more for our pork? Yes, because if it doesn't happen, there'll be nothing left. The one thing I will say, in France, they get a premium they get like 20 cents more per kilo for farrowing and a freedom farrowing crate. Yeah, and do you and think there's appetite over the, here? There should still be a place for outdoor pigs because there's so many that's not going to change. There should still be a place for the ordinary farrowing crate. <clears throat> there should be a place for people who want to invest and have this system. There should be a place for that too. There should be three stages in port production in my mind. There should be the conventional crate, there should be freedom firing crate, and maybe more like uh, less pigs and slats or whatever they want to call it. There should be different structures and, and then more explained to the public. It happens in the hen industry with the eggs. You've got cages, you've got organic, you've got outdoor. Absolutely. I think that's a really good example. I think there are a large number of very good farmers in the UK with pigs. You know, they might not have people coming through behind them and it's a massive investment for them to go and put freedom firing crates in. So... And they could still be actively farming for 15 years and they'll not see the benefit of freedom farming crates. So there still has to be a place for people like that that can still make money, you know, and still get paid a fair price. Because they are, you know, even our conventional crates that we did in 2000, they're still fantastic crates. You know, they were, it was a bigger crate than normal, but it's just not big, it's not big enough for freedom farming. So there has to be a place for everyone that is, in, that is willing to produce high welfare pork. Absolutely. So just to round us off, Adam, what would be your advice to someone who is thinking about investing in a freedom farrow system? If you want to have it, anyone can make it work. It's a big investment. It's a scary one, but it's something not to be scared of because once you have it, 
and you've done your research and, and did the right system, it's, it's something you won't regret. And once you see those happy pigs, you'll never want to go back. Yeah, it's, it's all about the happy pigs. Working environment, I don't think it's something you'll regret, but it's a very, as today, you know, because of what's going on in the world, it's something that would be very daunting to, until things level out, it'd be something that you're probably hard to consider at the moment, but when I'm sure things will level out again and it'll come back a little bit normality, it'll be the right thing to do. And if we need more firing crates, we will 100% do them. The only thing that, you know, as I speak to my brother Charlie about, <clears throat> it might slow our growth down and going forward because of the extra cost. But you know in the back of your mind that it's because you've got them, it's, it's the right thing to do. And especially for our, we've got our hog roast shops in Edinburgh, hog oil, myself, hog roast out the name, and we feel for our business and the other side of the business, it's a good thing for that. We've not taken it fully to the high street yet, advertising with, with, with half our fire and creates a freedom fire, but it is in the process of advertising for doing that. So Fantastic. Thank you, Adam, for joining us today. It's been a really wonderful conversation. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen platform and follow us on LinkedIn for regular updates on the pig industry, plus the latest tips from our ambassador farmers. See you next time. The Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. 